want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Okay, friends, you are in for a treat today. I have with me my friend, Kate Dramus. Kate is an NLP certified conversion copywriter and messaging coach and is trusted by some of the top online experts like multi-million dollar brand, y'all. She is the founder of Copy That Converts, a program that helps entrepreneurs like y'all create irresistible launch messaging and is the host of the Dare to Be Dope podcast. In this episode, you'll learn how to own your message, the relationship between messaging and copy, and how to authentically attract your audience with your own unique energy. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Kate Dramas, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So I know you, obviously. We are mastermind together. We have a mutual mentor. Uh, but I don't think necessarily everyone in my audience knows who you are. So uh, why don't you start by telling us who you are, what you do, who you serve, and all those really good questions. All of those fun things. Hi, listeners. <laughs> My name is Kate. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a conversion copywriter, which is really just a fancy way of saying that I help online experts sell more, get more engagement. And also, I like to say sound more dope because, right, like the better you sound online, the more you can sound like yourself, uh, the more confident you're going to be in your messaging. So I work specifically with online experts on their copy and their messaging for their brand. So making sure they're bringing in the right people, they're engaging that audience, and then ultimately they're able to sell their offers. Okay, so I, there's a lot to unpack there, which I love. Um, I want to start though with, well, I love this idea of dope, of people being, you know, you know, because that's what I do too, ultimately. I don't use the word dope like you do. Like me <laughs> saying dope, I sound um, ridiculous. You say <laughs> it and it sounds cool. I say it and it sounds absurd. But essentially, we do the same thing in that sense of really getting people to connect with themselves authentically. And through their messaging, I want to talk about messaging because I think that no matter what you're selling. Messaging is vital to your success. So first, for somebody out there who's like, well, what do you mean by messaging? What do you mean by messaging? Yeah. So messaging is one of those terms where it's like, it feels like this massive thing, right? And it really is. I mean, honestly, messaging is what I like to call the fuel behind your entire brand. It's who you are, how you position yourself, and really how you show up online. So what are you actively saying to inspire people to take action, to be in your world, to hang out with you on an ongoing basis, right? To spend their time with you. And then also to make an investment in, in what you have to offer. So it's really, I always like to say that, you know, because people think so much about, well, what do I post on Instagram? And what do I say in an email? And what do I say on my Facebook Live? All of that is messaging. It's what you're actually saying. It's the message that you're putting out consistently. And how do you stand out? How do you make it so that your messaging is irresistible to an, uh, an audience? 
Mm, that's such a good question. I love that question. I really think, so I'm kind of a, <laughs> I, I approach this a little differently than most copywriters. I really believe that your message is most irresistible when it's most like you. And so I think a lot of people try to, you know, sound like the people they're following or, you know, put out this, this image of what they think they should be or follow some template. But really, you're going to attract the right audience based on your unique energy. And so the more in alignment you can be with the purpose that's on your heart, the message that's on your heart, the more you can easily tap into that thing that lights you up. Or I like to say like, you know, keeps you up at night. You're just like, Oh, this is so exciting. I just have to share this. The more you can tap into that energy and share that, the more irresistible your messaging is going to be because it comes from a place of inner alignment. Oh, that is so good. That is so, so, so good. And it's, you know, this is the creative soulpreneur podcast, right? So we're all about finding that alignment uh, with our soul. And you just expressed it in such a joyful and dare I say, playful way. Talk to me about the idea of play in your business. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I am, I'm such a huge fan of playing in your business and my business. You know, I would say, I've told you this earlier that if I have to be an adult, at least I'm going to love what I do, which means I'm just going to play all the time. And I think that's so important for how we create our brands and our messaging because people, I mean, we are, we are personal brands. You know, we are, if there's a person behind every brand. And so the more we can tap into that playful energy, the more that we're going to have invite people to have fun with us, the more it's going to shine our light. And I just think that's so needed. And it's so, I mean, talk about irresistible. If you see someone who's enjoying their life and enjoying what they do, that's where the magic starts to happen. Yeah. I mean, I know that I want to follow, watch, uh, purchase from people that are engaging, that are fun, that are authentic, that are real, mm-hmm. right? How do you, how do you help your clients uh, and your students who are copywriting themselves find that alignment and purpose together to create that messaging? Mm-hmm. So it really starts for me with defining what your purpose is. I think a lot of times we think about our purpose, but we never actually sit down and say, okay, why did I become an entrepreneur? I mean, like what we do is so crazy <laughs> and it's awesome and it's fun and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but you've got to be a certain type of cray to be an entrepreneur, right? Like you're willingly signing up for uncertainty and risk and, you know, one week looking like nothing like the rest. And you're just like, what is this? And so for many of us, we have a very deep calling to serve and to create an impact. And there's typically a why or an event or a catalyst of some sort or a series of events that got us on the path that we're on. And I'm such a firm believer if you have a God-given purpose to share with this world. And so if you can get in touch with what that purpose is and what that looks like for you and why you do what you do and why you help the people you help and why their transformation is so important to you, that's going to help you operate from that place of alignment because then you're focused on the service and the passion that lights you up and that's what's going to come through. So why did you? Like what, what drives you? Oh my gosh, I love this question. Um, well, first off, I like freedom and adventure, my number one values. Adventure is really my number one. On the values exercise, adventure is one of my top values. And so life values. And so for me, I could never really see myself having a job. Like I didn't like, 
when I left school, I got like, I'm speechless about it. When I left school, I remember telling my parents, you know, I was like, I just, could I just get a job where I could, I can write, but I can take off as much time as I want. Or, you know, even like work from somewhere else. Like, I don't, I don't really want to be at a desk from nine to five. And they were like, I don't know what you're going to do. Like, <laughs> not really sure how you're going to find that. And so I went, I went the job, the nine to five job route. I had a job and it was fine, but it was never like, it didn't light me up the way getting to do my own thing really lights me up. And then the, the moment for me where I decided that what I was doing was what I was meant to be doing and really focusing on messaging and helping people own their message was when I, um, I went through a really horrific breakup and my whole life was honestly crumbling. Like I felt like, you know, those moments in life where you're just like, Oh shit. <laughs> what am oh, I yes. going to do? <laughs> oh yes. So yeah. been there. Yes. It was one of those moments I had quit my corporate job. I was doing my business full time, but I was doing it the way a lot of entrepreneurs do it, where I was like, I am a jack of all trades. I will do all of your marketing. Sure. You need SEO. Absolutely. You want some Google ads? I've got you. And then I was kind of doing messaging and copy in the middle of all of that. I was trying to figure it out. I just bought a home. I had three dogs and a cat and then my relationship exploded. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I had a moment where I had a, a client, she's my first ever client, first ever student client. And um, she, we had a meeting that day. And I remember lying in bed, just being like, oh, what? Like, I don't, I can't, I don't know that I can take this call, right? It, can I pull my entrepreneur card and like just do Netflix all day? Because I don't know that I can work today. And I was looking at her name on my calendar. And I remembered that when she had first signed up with me, she had sent me this very long, very heartfelt email about the fact that she felt like she had this message on her heart to share and no one was going to care. Mm. And she felt like no one wanted to hear what she had to say. And she felt like she didn't deserve her success. And I got out of bed that day because when I had gone through this massive upheaval. I'd actually left an abusive relationship. So I knew in some way what it felt like to feel like my voice didn't matter. And I was like, I will be damned if someone else goes longer feeling like their voice doesn't matter. Like what they have to share, what they have to put out into the world, like their light doesn't matter. And that was a, a huge clicking moment for me. And I got on that call and I was like, we're not going to talk about marketing strategy. Let's talk about what you actually want to share. Let's talk about this purpose on your heart. And that's when I realized like, this is what I meant to do. This is what drives me, right? It's not just about the marketing. It's not, you know, it's not even about the sales. It's about helping people show up at their brightest. Mm, that is so good. And I find it really interesting that it took you looking at somebody else to then heal yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, by showing up for somebody else it actually raised your level of vibration as well. Yes. Ultimately. Absolutely. Yes. So when working in messaging and in your copy, when is too much too much? Like when is it too much to, to tell too much of your story? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, yeah. Cause I, I get this a lot from my students. Like, should I share that? Is it okay to share that? You know, what is too much to you? I honestly don't have a threshold for too much. I don't think I've ever told someone that it's too much. I think oftentimes we think we're too much and we think what we're sharing is too much. And it's just enough because there's someone on the other side who's like, oh, I have been waiting for someone to say something like that. 
or there's someone who's just, that story is going to resonate and is going to move them. And so to me, if you're coming from a place of service, which I think there's a difference, right? There's a difference between coming from a place of service and then just like word vomiting on your people when you haven't yet processed your story. <laughs> totally. I'm like, as long as you processed it, as yes. long as you are on the other side of it, you know, then you can tell your story. The only time I feel in messaging that it's inappropriate is when you're in the middle of it and you're treating your audience like you're, they're your therapist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It took me probably just about a year before I was able to take that story and share it in relation to what I do in the online space and, and share how that became such a catalyst for me. And that's because I, I was processing. And I think that's so important, right, is you have to have processed and healed, especially if it's a story where there's, you know, some sort of element of trauma that you can be able to share that from a place of, um, from a place of power, you know, versus just like getting on camera and sobbing and treating your audience like your therapist. Right. That's too much. <laughs> that's too much. Yeah. So much. Uh, that's all that. There we go. There's the line. You there said, oh, is. I don't have a threshold. I found it. We found your threshold. <laughs> So in terms of messaging and copy, what is the relation, where do you, what, what do you see the relationship? Yeah. So the, to me, copy is the execution of your messaging and I always relate it to a car. And so if you're looking at a car and it's, let's say it's a Ferrari, right? It's beautiful. It looks awesome. It's super shiny. If there's no gas in the Ferrari, it's not going to go anywhere. It just looks cool. And that's how messaging and copy really work together. And that's why I feel like so many people go wrong with their copywriting is they focus on the appearance, right? They're like, give me the catchy headline. And how can I make this really snappy and funny and creative? And they're not even focusing on, is there any gas in this? Like, is this going to go anywhere? And that's where your messaging comes in. Your messaging is what you're actually saying. And this is why you can see things that are horribly written. I mean, seriously, they make me want to cry, but they convert so well because the messaging is there. What they're saying is landing with their people. They're just, they just haven't made it, you know, super sexy. So it's like the energy behind it is what you're saying. The, it's Absolutely. the energy, the gas or the energy or what we would call the prana behind what you are uh, writing, what you're putting out into the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I've never thought of it like that. And that is so dang good. Yes. Okay. I love it. Okay. You have worked with some of the biggies in the online space and we won't name names here. Why not? Let's name some names for you. Let's name drop for you. No, I, I won't do that for you. I won't do that to you. But I will say that you have worked with um, our mentor, one of, one of our, I think I, I would, you would call him a mentor. James mm-hmm. Wedmore is a mentor of mine and think of yours. And many, many others that are successful in the online space. What, what do you see that they have in common? Ooh, they know their messaging inside and out. I mean, inside and out. And I think that that's such a, a powerful place to be as a business owner, because if you think about it, especially if we're looking at messaging as the energy behind really everything you put out, that's, that's your entire brand. I mean, that is the life force behind what you're putting out there. And so they have a, just a massive level of ownership over their messaging and 
a very, very deep understanding of their audience and what they want and what they need and what they're struggling with. I mean, inside and out and a willingness to continue to learn that. I mean, I'm really fortunate to have a, a job where I can I work with people on an ongoing basis. And that's because they're always improving and they're always learning and they're always testing. And they're always tweaking. Okay. So for somebody who is maybe newer to this space, newer to marketing in general, newer to uh, course creating, newer, just newer. Mm -hmm. How do they find that clarity? How do you find your clarity in your messaging? Ooh, just talking to your people, right? Having conversations. I think we, sometimes we forget how powerful listening is in amplifying our own message. Because if you're truly going to amplify and get your message out there, it has to be something that resonates. And people are so willing to have conversations around the problems they want to solve. I mean, your audience will tell you exactly what they're looking for. They have a problem. Like, of course they're going to share. Everyone likes to talk about their problems. You ask one <laughs> question and it's like, let me, let me tell you all of my life's problems, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think there's some hesitation and, you know, I've, I've heard people say, before. Well, you know, if, if, if I ask my audience what they're looking for, if I, if I have conversations like that with my audience, then they won't see me as an expert. And I'm always like, well, I think that you're not an expert if you don't ask, right? An expert assumes they know best and just puts their stuff out there with no regard for their audience. Um, a non-expert, excuse me, a non-expert thinks they know best. An expert knows that their audience knows what they want they might know a little bit better about how to get them what they want, but they know that their audience is sitting there waiting for someone to listen to them. And so they put that first, right? They put their audience first. They have those conversations. And so I think if you're just getting started, really listen, listen to your audience. And if you don't have an audience, go find an audience similar to yours and listen to what they're talking about. Listen to what they're saying when they're describing their problems. It's so powerful. Yeah. I, I, that is so good. That's such good advice. I know that when I was first starting, I was almost scared, right. Mm -hmm. To ask, like mm -hmm. almost like I knew what I, I almost had an agenda. Like I knew what I wanted. <laughs> yep. So guess what? You're going to get what I want, right. Rather than laying back, sitting back and saying, what do you really need? Mm -hmm. What do you really need from me? What, what, how could I best serve you? Mm -hmm. Right. And it was through the questions and through digging in that, that I was able to do that. So that is such, such powerful advice. I so agree with you, like 110% and maybe even more. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in terms of your messaging, you know, in the online space, we do launches, right? We go periods of time where we don't have products for sale for anybody out there that doesn't know what a launch is. And then we go through an intense period where we, sell the product what do you how do you keep the messaging going in between in a way that doesn't feel salesy all mm, the time I love that question um so to me you know a launch is really just making the case for your methodology and I think that's where a lot of people get hung up is they think in my launch I'm going to sell my offer which is true right I'm going to sell my course I'm going to sell my coaching but really, your launch is there to show someone why your approach to getting them results is effective. 
which means when you're not launching, you're warming someone up to your approach. Because then by the time you get to a launch, they're like, oh, yes, I've been seeing you talk about, you know, these five steps or these ingredients or this way to do something. And now I'm on board. I'm so ready for it. And I think a lot of times people think that in order to give value to their audience, we have to create something new all the time, right? It's like, oh, I've got to create a new 20 page PDF that shows someone how to do something. And then after that PDF, they need like eight more free videos and more tips and more tricks. And really what people need is they need new perspectives and they need to hear it over and over and over and over and over again. I think it's been like 16 times now before someone actually takes that information in. I mean, I know like me, you know, we'll be on a mastermind call and I have to hear things at least five times on the call to be like, Oh wait, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm here. Now, now. I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and from different perspectives often for me, yeah. like somebody will say something and it goes right over my head and then somebody else will say the exact same thing, but say it just, just that, that energetic shift, that, that slight tweak in the way that they, they said it themselves. I'll go, oh, now I get what so-and-so was saying, right? Like mm-hmm. it takes multiple times, 16, is that the new number? Yeah, I think it's It just 16. keeps, feels like it just keeps going up and up and up. The touch points keep going up and up and up and up. And that makes sense based on how crowded the space is, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we have so much bombarding us that it's always really a great reminder that yes, you can repeat what you're saying over and over again, because there's so many people out there saying something similar or, and, or different things. Mm-hmm. And your message has to resonate in repetition. We learn in repetition. Absolutely. And I think that's also why it's so important to think about what are you putting out there that's showing what you're like as a person, right? Because ultimately people are going to work with you. And so we get so focused sometimes on like, how do I, you know, make the case for what I'm doing and how do I show that my course is the one and how do I show that I'm not just another coach? I'm not just another course creator because the space is crowded and that's where you get to really have fun and play and show people what it's like to be a part of your world. People want to buy from people and work with people and hang out with people that they like, that they enjoy. And so that's so much of that content in between launches too, is just showing people what it's like to be in your space. I want all, all of my creative solopreneurs to really take that in, that it is about the audience getting to know you and liking you from your most authentic, real place, that in order to really convert them ultimately into your community, into whatever it is that you're offering, that they have to like you, not only know you and trust you, but really like you. Like, do you want to spend time with this person, right? So it's vital that you share your truth with them. So vital, so vital. And I think people underestimate how much that goes into the buying decision, right? Like buying is often emotional and people buy just based on like your vibe. Like, hey, I'm whatever you're selling, I'm in. I don't even know what it is, but I like you. I like what you're putting out. I like your energy. I'm here for it. I can't tell you how many people tell me like, oh, I, you know, I've been following you just because of your energy. I've been hanging around just because I really like your vibe. And they become some of my most loyal customers. 
Yeah, it's funny that you said that because I had a recent launch where somebody purchased, didn't go through the trainings. She said she watched one seven-minute live video that I did and went to the website and signed up. And I was like, wait, what? That's amazing. You what? (laughs) (laughs) But that tells you the power of even one one Facebook Live, mm-hmm. right? That it, ha- it can have that effect if somebody is just energetically drawn to you because they like what, who you are, mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. And it, it speaks to the power of being the self. Yes. And I use the self with the capital S there. So much, so much. Because no one can do that other than you. You know, there really is no other you out there and so there might be someone who's doing what you're doing and you guys might have similar perspectives on how to get results and all of the things but no one is you no one is you and no one brings your unique life experiences your unique perspectives on how those life experiences have shaped what you do today those lessons you have to share with your audience those are so important yeah i i so agree with that because you know people will say well what's what's your secret sauce how does it, how is your 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 course different that and i'm always like me <laughs> it's me <laughs> this is the secret sauce right here <laughs> Yes. Because what I'm going to bring to it, what I'm going to, no matter, because there are people, not like, is it likely that there are other people that are teaching what I'm teaching? It's beyond likely. It's true. There are. There's a ton of people doing it, but nobody's doing it the way I'm doing it. And nobody's doing it the way you're doing it, Kate, because of your secret sauce, your special sauce. That's you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's you, boo. That's you. Yes. <laughs> what other words of advice do you have or maybe somebody who is just starting out or maybe in their sort of in that middle range, but they're not quite yet um, to like a six-figure entrepreneur, what advice do you have for them in terms of making their copy, making their messaging really ring? Any final thoughts? Mm, I love that. Um, you know, really, <laughs> it's so much about getting in tune with what you feel inspired to say. I mean, I I just keep seeing this more and more and it's, it can be difficult to articulate because it's not tangible, right? And as a copywriter, I'm like, make it tangible, always make it tangible, but it's, it's truly not. And the only thing I can say is that it's that, that little nagging that you have in your chest where you're like, I really want to do this. I see so many entrepreneurs, not just in their messaging and copy, but in how they build their business, focus on trying to do it the right way and follow the right strategy and do the right steps. And I love strategies. I teach strategies. They're awesome. But no strategy is going to beat that alignment and intuition inside of you. And so the quicker you can tap into that and then apply that to a strategy and say, okay, this is what I'm feeling called to do. This is what I'm feeling called to talk about. I really think my audience needs to hear it this way. The faster you're going to start getting your stuff out there, getting feedback, and then changing the things that need to be changed so it can land better, so it can be more successful. Okay, so dare I say you just made the case for why I teach intuition. Why I am, I harp on people. I'm like, it is beyond the strategy. It is beyond (laughs) the structure. It is this delicate dance of what I call, and many people call, the divine feminine, which is intuition and creativity and play and all of those things that we were talking about, meets 
the divine masculine, which is that structure and the form. And because you need both, mm-hmm. right? It's this mm-hmm. beautiful, delicate dance. And most of us focus on the structure and the strategy. There's a lot of people out there that will teach you the structure and the strategy. And do you need to know it? Ab, so friggin' lutely. But when you can do what you're saying and really tap into that intuition and tap into that creativity and tap into that spirit and bring them together, that's the winning combination, my friend. (laughs) Unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. And I love that you teach that because people don't, I think so many people don't know that, you know, and and you get on and you see these trainings and it's like the five key steps you must know. And you're like, Oh, let me ditch everything I think I should do and do it the right way. And it, 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 especially when it comes to messaging, I see it as one of the biggest roadblocks for entrepreneurs, especially for those who are in the, the building phase. And, you know, I'm trying to get to that six figure mark and I'm trying to just, you know, because the focus there is, is selling. It's like, I need it to sell and I need it to convert and I need it to convert. And if you could just loosen the reins a bit and just settle into yourself a bit, I guarantee you it will convert so much better. Oh, that is so good. That is, that, that is everything. It really is. So where can people find you? Yes, I am everywhere online at Kate Dramus. I kept it so simple for you guys. It's I'm everywhere at Kate Dramus. Um, I would say I'm probably most active on Instagram. I am a massive extrovert. So if you guys DM me, I will 100% DM you back. And we will be internet besties within like 20 minutes. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's so good. We will obviously put that in the show notes for everyone so they can dm you directly (laughs) watch out i can't wait (laughs) and i thank you so much for uh coming on today sharing your wisdom about because it is true wisdom about copy it is not in a typical way that people think about it which is so why i wanted to have you on today and um thanks for the conversation of course and the friendship and the mastermind buddy and all of that good stuff thank you so much for having me If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review so other solopreneurs like yourself can find us.